Hey there, you're probably wondering, why haven't I heard from Podcastrophy in a while? Well, we are taking a much needed break to relax and recenter ourselves. But while we do just that, we are channeling all of the big dick energy we can muster because we at Podcastrophy are dedicated to delivering to you quality, half-assed content weekly. So in the meantime, if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms like Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and more. Now please, do us all a favor and just make every day a big dick day. Bye, guys. What on earth is that? It's a journey into comics network production! Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. Brought to you by the power of the Journey Into Comics Network. This is the Journey Into Comics Podcast. The show that's 100% dedicated to everything nerd. With your hosts, the Podfather, Nate Phillips, the Podmaster, Brandon Stone, and the Journey Into Comics Network stepdad, Tyler McLaughlin. Time to make the chibi chunks. Hey! Excellent! Finally. What did you do? And here we go. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey Into Comics. It's Journey Into Comics 308. I am your host, Nate, the Podfather. Today, joining me, as always, welcome back to the show yet again, the Journey Into Comics Network stepdad swinging that 38 dick pics long pick. <laughs> welcome back to the show, T.Y. How's it going, brother man? I'm having a great day. I am channeling my inner stepdad. Uh, I've been uh, planning the remodel or the rebirth or the reinvigoration of a flower bed uh, for the m- most of the weekend uh, so far. And I went to bed last night before 10 p.m. So uh, that's where I'm at. I ate a, I, I, I got a um, campfire s'mores milkshake from fucking Sonic last night, and I consumed all of it in one sitting, and it just about put me in a coma. Sounds amazing. I love it. Uh, I love anything s'more flavored, so fuck yes. But although he's not s'more flavored, joining us yet again on the podcast, once again, the Podmaster. You guys know him and love him also on the Game Addicts podcast. Make sure to check them out. Welcome back, Brando. How's it going, brother? How do you know I'm not s'more flavored? Yeah, I was going to ask the same thing. Because humans probably shouldn't be s'more flavored. If you're producing s'more flavors from your orifices, there's probably an issue. You have some sort of weird but, discrepancy. But who wouldn't like that? I mean, what if, no. what if what if Brandon's pores just excrete like marshmallow whipped cream? I thought you were going to say chocolate, and in one instance, it does. But <laughs> <laughs> good lord, man! I went to bed super late last night. 
uh, because we had to put the kids to bed and do all that old jazz. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a late start on dinner. I mean, we I picked up some ribeyes, so I was going to grill out. But it, these baked potatoes I got were about the size of a football. Jesus Christ, man. Awesome. And so they you took always find the, the, the world's largest potatoes. I know, dude. <laughs> you can fucking lob them right down the field. <laughs> Uncle just Uncle Rico everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your tots. God. So God, like Tina. I got done eating at like midnight last night. And I was put into a coma. Yeah. I, I I sat there. I was watching some video on YouTube with my. She was watching a movie, and I didn't want to watch it at the time, so I put my headphones on. I'm watching it, and I'm just like. <laughs> and then and then the video ended. And I'm like, oh, it's over because it was like a half hour video. So now I like hit it. I'm like, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> then I like meandered around as and then, well, see, then I stood up, and then I realized, dude, you're still full asleep. Like asleep and full, like that was way more food than I should have consumed. I was struggling. You, you took know. two bites too many. Um, I was like John Candy in the Great Outdoors with the old ninety sixer. Nice. Uh, even though the steak wasn't that big, the potato was that big. <laughs> so, oh, gee, good God! And I'm just there going, ah, all right, potato's done. And it's like he ain't done yet. What are you talking about? All that's left there is the skin. And like. I'm sitting there eating. I butter my skin and put salt and pepper on the outside yep. of it. So I'm just going. That's my favorite um, part of the potato. Same, same. Oh man. Um. um yeah. No. I was almond. And uh, no, dude. It's it's good to be here again today here on the podcast. It's been too long. We don't get to do this often enough, even though it's only once a week. And uh, there's something very important that we forgot here, guys. Yeah, it's the three-year anniversary of Journey into Comics Network. I wasn't going to say that, but yes. We did forget that, though. Congratulations it's to mother, all of us for doing mother it. Mother Shark Week. Shark Week. Shark Week. <laughs> there we go. There it is. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. If it, I could find a way to realistically wear this hat while we record, I would do it. How about this? There you go. Okay. As long as <laughs> it's not choking you. Uh, don't kink shame me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's that? Uh there's a Mitch Hedberg joke about a turtleneck. It's like being like strangled by a really weak guy. <laughs> and it's, 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 he said, and uh, no offense is made by any terminology here, so I don't want anybody to get offended. But he's like, you wear a turtleneck and a backpack. It's like a weak midget trying to bring you down. <laughs> oh, man. No, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Network. For those listeners, no, 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 I want to talk about the listener for a second because mm. they need to know something. If you're a listener, you should also be a watcher. You can check out this amazing hat that T.Y. is rocking on the day, his Shark Week hat and Shark his Week. baby face Hey. and the three I faces of face. us. Hey, no, it's not a bad thing. Having a baby face is a good mm-hmm. thing. You're like you're 15 again. That's great. Huge win. It's like time traveling without actually getting in a DeLorean and shit, you know, it's like it's great. But you built, you tell can me you, you imagine a time machine in a DeLorean? <laughs> yeah. Can I you did. imagine if Thanos, instead of snapping away everybody, he snapped and everybody waited to disappear and everybody's facial hair disappeared? You know, they all had tentacle chins like he did. <laughs> well, I think that Cap and Thor would be most big sad that that happened because ah. they're rocking the most facial ah. hair. 
<laughs> fucking rocket raccoon has a tire fur. Woof. <laughs> Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> He's hairless. Oh god! Spider Man sitting there like Mr. Stark. I don't feel anything, Mr. Stark. What's happening? He's like, you haven't hit puberty yet, kid. <laughs> oh, Mr. Oh. Stark! <laughs> like, damn it! Why you got to call me out during the? What would you call that? I don't know. I was gonna use something. Yeah, but I mean that's something to do with facial hair too. I was trying to come up with a clever one, and it doesn't. The shavening? That sounds weird. The shavening. Don't <laughs> uh, it's like everybody uh, just gets a Brazilian, too. It's like, oh, whoa, geez. It's <laughs> a little brisk down there. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> <Scorched> <laughs> <earth>. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, we're starting to show right today. Uh, we're so all to our juices yesterday. are flowing. Yes, That's strange Yes, to me. I'm not going to lie. It's weird. It's good. That I went to the movies yesterday? Yeah, the movie theaters are open at all. It just, dude, um, dude, it was great. It's the It was the best movie please. experience that I've had in the last five years. Then please enlighten us. I would love to hear the experience. So, it, from your words, not from text, because right. I already know the story. So Goodrich, Goodrich Quality Theaters, obviously, they filed Chapter 11. They went out of business. Uh, they had to close, you know, doors um, right, like right at the start of the pandemic shutting down. And then... Another company uh, purchased the rights to GQT. You know, they they rebranded it a little bit. They kept everything the same. Here's some cool information. I got there yesterday and I asked. I, I was asking the manager because uh, there was only a couple people working, a very very minimal staffing yesterday. Um, and the, the lady was the very very polite, very very helpful. Uh, she said that like the rewards points that you had and the rewards cards and like everything that you had before they closed is going to be honored. It's going to continue um, just as they roll out a new website and stuff. They just have to update and change some things. So um, like all of the, the Goodrich quality rewards has been fucking fantastic for years. Mm -hmm. That's going to continue. So the company that that revived this theater chain, um, you know, immediately gives a shit. They said they're going to lower concession prices, they're going to lower ticket prices, they're going to do all the all the things. But Ruby, Skyler, and I, our movie tickets were three dollars each. So total, uh, we went to the movies for nine bucks, and then concessions Swish. were still a little bit expensive. Um, but we walked in. The the distancing was good. Nobody was right up my ass standing in line. There wasn't a lot of people there to begin with. We bought our tickets. Same thing for concessions. The concessions were fresh. I didn't get stale popcorn. Um, and then we sat down in a theater. There was one family at one end of the row. We were at the other end of the row. There was good distance between us. Nobody directly behind us. Uh, you know, and and there's there's a good distance between the aisles anyway. Now that they added the new seats, and I watched Jurassic Park, the original, on the big screen for the first time in my adult life, and I heard sounds that I've never heard before. I saw like minute details that I never noticed before, and it was incredible. How did Amazing. Ruby handle? Uh... Like all the like the big roars in the theater and everything. So we watched Jurassic Park the night before at home. Okay. Ruby and I watched it together. She had never seen it before. Okay, so she kind of knew. 
But she's like, Dad, I want to watch this dinosaur movie. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's watch it. Um, so when we watched it Friday night, she wasn't intimidated at all. And at one point, she walked, she ran up to Skylar and she's like, Mommy, I watched a dinosaur eat a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I was like, okay, you know, she she's mature, like, I mean, she's a kid, but like, it's not graphic enough that she can handle it. And the first time the fucking T-Rex roared, I thought she was going to get up and leave the theater. <laughs> <laughs> she grabs your keys, walks out, starts uh, the car, her I mean, fucking she, self. She, she started to get up for sure. Um, but she handled it well. And uh, yeah, we had a great time. Was it nice great, and loud? Great. Oh, man. Like, obviously, I've been to IMAX. I've seen, sure. you know, Star Wars. And and uh, right now they're showing 1917 in IMAX. I'm thinking about going like late tonight to watch it. But just just cruise over there real quick but um it was the as far as audio goes it was the most astounding performance I, i've ever i've ever heard like because you know throughout the movie like the score like at certain moments the score is very noticeable but like through the rank and file or for for just like the the rest of the movie like you don't notice it as much because it's so subtle you know that you you hear it the entire movie. Amazing, because it's, it's there. It's, it's actually yes. there. It's just yeah. cranked up to a level. A lot of times, it's really strange because you know, um, with my anytime I've had any kind of a home theater system, there are always two movies I will put on to test like its quality, and that's Twister and Jurassic Park for very specific reasons. And you know, I do remember seeing Jurassic Park in theaters as a kid for the first time. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you that fucking six and a half probably year old me seeing these dinosaurs um and especially more than anything when the kids are in uh the Kitchen. situation with the jeep no 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 no, no. the t-rex like, oh, and the jeep like the yeah. whole thing the goat dropping on them it pressing into the fucking actual jeep and like crushing on her terrified me as a kid and especially in, like we've i think we talked about this last week on 307 you know Lorraine did not have any cheap sound system to no. blow your nose at. It had IMAX before IMAX, seventh oh, loudest in the world at yes. the time. It was loud. Uh, as I said, I was the Maxwell CD guy. You know, 1993, that scared the shit out of me when he roared. Yes, it absolutely like, terrified me. Like, I was excited to see the movie, and then after we went home from the movie, I was just like, but what if they can bring dinosaurs back? And what if they fucking find me right now and flip my car over and attack Dude, specifically great, me and no one else? I'm glad you got to see it because uh, the last two years I've gotten to see uh, 1989 Batman and Aww. Back to the Future at yeah. that same theater. And they were just awesome moments. The reason why I asked about the sound is that they were older movies. At least those two were there in the 80s. And mm -hmm. so the sound was a little bit quieter than what I expected. And we were next to a theater that was showing, um, I think Batman was the newest Transformers movie at the time. Bumblebee? No. No, the one before that. Darker the Moon? No. It was the ex Revenge uh, of the Fallen. That was two. No, it was it, it was the Dark of the Moon was three. Uh, the last night or something like that. Mm, last yeah, night, yeah, with the dinosaurs. Yeah. All right. So they were in the theater next door to us, and they were loud, as in like, mm. you know, Batman '89 gets quiet, right? You know, in some scenes, and we could hear 
You're like, the, I don't remember these robot fucking noises. In well, it was rumbling, and it, and it was just like a little distracting. Um, but I'm glad to hear that the sound was damn, was, you know, damn good and on point because that was like, when I go back to a seal old movies and theaters, now that I've had that experience, I kind of expect that. It's still awesome to be able to say I got to see Batman and Back to the Future in the theater setting because that was before our time. I mean, I, I, I could have seen Batman 89 in theaters if my parents would have taken me, but I would have been too young to remember it. Or really enjoy it. Yes. You know, uh, thankfully, I was old enough for Jurassic Park, and that is, you know, getting to see Jurassic Park, getting to see um, uh, Batman Forever, uh, in that same theater, I was just talking to a friend. We we were talking about um, Pokemon, and like I got to see the Pokemon movie at that yes. at that theater as well. I'm like, man, I forgot I even saw that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I remember seeing that. But yeah, I was actually, you know, you were, you were talking about movies being quiet. I was surprised at how loud it was. That's good. Like it, it it's probably the loudest movie that I've ever seen in theater. That's awesome. Um, yeah, crank like, that shit, dude. I, if you I mean, can up, see Twister, bro. 11. Yeah, Twister's well, and see, loud and that's too. That's the thing. I, I really hope, you know, with with the the stuff that I've got planned in my like personal life, you know, may or may not involve a movie theater. But uh, like the lineup yesterday for other showtimes were you could see Jurassic Park, Jaws, and Jaws was the I almost said you know fuck Jurassic Park, it's Shark let's Week. See, let's go see Jaws because it's Shark Week, but it's also the original Jaws movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, but there you know there was obviously some kids movies there too. Troll, the new Trolls, yeah, uh, Despicable Me, Shrek. Um, but yeah, like I, 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 it's it's hard it's hard to articulate how awesome seeing that movie was yesterday and it's my first uh like fixing of movie theater popcorn for for like almost six months now so um Man, definitely vibes. satisfied yep dude that's awesome i'm i'm uh you know I, i'm not gonna lie when i saw that text i was like that's insane that movie theaters are open but i hope and and you know you as you just explained to me they they seem to be having better practices than a lot of places I'm seeing, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm starting to have trouble. And here we are talking about the real world a little bit on the show as we've, as we've been known to do lately, but like I'm having trouble holding my tongue in public now when I see people blatantly not wearing a mask and it looks like they're, they don't seem to be unhealthy or any, anything, you know, and it's like, you have two bags of groceries. You couldn't come in this fucking store for two bags worth of groceries and wear a mask just to make sure that you're keeping everyone else around you safe, like come the fuck on, you know? Um, so when I go to like the store, it's a different vibe. So when you said movie theater, my first thought was the same kind of people not adhering to rules, but it seems like if you, if you're taking the risk enough to go to the theater mm-hmm. that you're going to protect yourselves as well as the theaters, making sure people are protected by well, how they're enacting social distance, you know, and like the, the, the movie theater said, you know, we ask you wear a mask. We, we, we can't make you wear a mask. You know, Ruby and Skylar and I all did. Um, there were people there that didn't wear a mask. Um, but everyone is so it was distanced well, so I, I didn't feel uncomfortable. But I told Ruby, you know, because Ruby was excited, and obviously, you know, I made the decision with Skylar. I didn't just say, "Fuck it, we're going to the movie today." Get my Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, we talked that we would do a drive by of the theater, and if there was a shit ton of people, 
um, then, then we wouldn't go. And, you know, you pull up to the theater and that theater's so big now. You got the two parkings um, on each side. Yeah. Yep. You got park on each side and you got parking right in front of the theater too. Um, you know, for that, like six or eight cars, whatever can fit mm -hmm. right there. And really there was like, I'm going to say 15 vehicles total. So maybe spread 15, between all the theaters. That's mm -hmm. very small possibility spread between all the theaters. So realistically, I think we had the most people out of everybody. I only think there was like two families that went to 1917 at that time. Um, but there was probably 35 people in the theater that I was in maybe. And it was, you know, normally like if, if the theater is not full, people aren't dispersed. They all pack into the middle, you know, those middle three or four rows and everybody's sitting on top of each other. Everyone was spread out. People were sitting in the love seats where they normally wouldn't sit. But, you know, I, I was telling Skylar like that would be the perfect place to sit right now because there is no one immediately to the left or right of you. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it was great. Yeah, they you have know, rules it, I, now. I would go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, they I have rules. With... I would say that if it's AMC or, or whatever theater, as long as they handle it the way that Goodrich handled mm -hmm. it yesterday and you don't allow a thousand people to come in the theater at the same time, you know, I, I would feel comfortable going to any theater in the U.S. So, uh, like I was saying, uh, Goodrich, they have a, a three-seat minimum between groups. So, like, if you're in a row... And you got you and your you know you and your wife or girlfriend or family or whatever three then there's gonna be three seats and then there's the next people so there's gonna be mm -hmm. some distancing between people they ask you to wear a mask uh, in all the common areas so concessions bathroom and stuff like that and it's a shame that they can't make you as a business yeah I wish that they could because it's like I understand that you know people I understand freedoms but I I don't see this as like a personal a personal choice I see I see this as a health choice. Correct. That they're choosing to make other people uh, unhealthy, you know, by by basically saying I could be sick and I'm going to breathe all this stuff in front of you. Mm -hmm. um, whereas, like, I well, pe pe people confuse it and, say, and think that they're protecting themselves. Like, I don't need to protect myself. No, you need to protect other people. Mm -hmm. uh, and and that's the way it is. But uh, I'm not sure if there is a movie that would drive me back right now uh, because I know I know for a fact. The wife isn't going to want to go. She's not want. She's not going to want to take the kids. So it's just going to be me. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's a little bit different for you know a certain situation that may or may not be coming up. <laughs> but um, when I'm just going out to the theater by myself to see a movie, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure because I feel every time I leave and go out. There, there, there are people that I can trust to be safe, people I know. But then, I'm, tr I'm having issues trusting other people to be safe. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's the big deal, and and the crux. That's of the, issue. the biggest issue. And and what is my responsibility? My responsibility is to keep myself healthy, uh, so for that one, your family stays healthy. Oh yes, so that my family stays healthy. Is that none of them get it? But, you know, but even to the point of. Normally, I would be like, if I get it, I don't care as long as they don't. If I get it, we are screwed because I can't because I can't work. Mm -hmm. That means there's no money. And that means we can't pay our bills, and I can't go back to work until I have a a negative test. And that could take you know 
couple weeks, and that's paycheck gone. And that's just if you get mild symptoms that's and it if, doesn't yeah. fucking wreck you and, 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 and have and, a whole life change. Yes, man, and have a, like a hospital stay and the coma. Yeah. And, you know, I hope that's not the case. You know, for 40% of Americans, that is, you know, it's asymptomatic completely almost. Mm-hmm. And I hope that is the case. But I'm not willing to take that risk because either it's way, either way, I'm endangering my family, either their health and, 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 and their safety. Uh, as one, but also just their very like well being and keeping them fed and keeping them safe, have a roof over their head and mm-hmm. and all that shit. It's like I I have too much of a responsibility for that, and right. so um, just on that, just, like I'm 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 the kind of guy that I've never lived that close to a theater to be able to just want to go, mm-hmm. um, and I've and I've only ever gone to the theater once by myself in my entire life, and it was to see Deadpool. Uh, after after I worked a Saturday or whatever, and uh, actually no, I went and saw Endgame by myself the first time. We couldn't guarantee a babysitter, so I went and saw it by myself because I wasn't going to wait. Now and, and the theater was packed, so I had to sit next to somebody I like that I I, I didn't even know, and uh, listen to him. Oh God! Yeah, that kind of stuff. Oh. Anyway, guys, uh, today here on the show, we'll just move this show right, 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 move, move it right along to the next segmento. We are reviewing a book. We talked about it last week, and we uh, and we announced it. I think it was towards the end of the episode. So if you missed it, we announced, and I'm pretty sure that either the name of the uh, of the episode or the description of the episode is going to give it away. If you haven't known, we're going to be reviewing Cosmic Ghostwriter. Um, and I believe that the series is called what, Killing Baby Thanos. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have each read the first two issues. We're going to be talking about those here uh, momentarily. And uh, there is a little preamble to this, though, that we should note. Uh, the Cosmic Ghostwriter character, <clears throat> while he does have his own series, that's what we're reading. Where we're starting is kind of technically the middle of his story. Right. Uh, because from issue, I want to say it's like 11 to 17 or it's 13 to 17 somewhere. It's like a four or five issue arc in the Thanos uh, more recent uh, books. He has a role that lasts like a first appearance. You know, there's a reveal of who is actually the cosmic ghostwriter and then a quote unquote death of, of the ghostwriter that sets up this next thing and then of course in the Thanos annual number one it's revealed that that our cosmic ghostwriter did not perish or he did but was resurrected um, and then that leaves us to where we are now coming into this first book cosmic ghostwriter number one and let me just say Tyler for your first official pick as a uh, as a JIC host what a fucking banger bro I read this late last night was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Not to say I wasn't going to enjoy it. I just didn't know where it was going to fall. Sometimes these odd um, side stories of good characters can just be okay and not amazing. And this had elements of everything to make for an amazing story. And I can't wait to see where it goes. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Well, I, you know, we did the big C2E2 trip earlier this year, thankfully, right before uh, coronavirus, you know, tried to end the world. That was like as the garage door is closing and you slide <laughs> under last fucking second yeah. to get in the house. You're like, yeah, I'm a badass. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you hop over the sensor, but somehow you still slide under the door, you know, because otherwise yes. it's just going to go back up. <laughs> <laughs> Unless but, it's uh, jerry rigged like mine, but I digress. There, Anyways. there you go. Um, 
but you know, we were we were perusing the halls of C two E two, and it's like, man, I gotta this this issue's dope. This issue's dope. You know, we and you and I, especially the last the last day that we were there, as we walked around the floor, we we're like, you know, th- we were discussing series that we could eventually review, like in the future. Um, you know, because in the past we've talked about me doing or us doing the the Hulk series from a couple years ago, and 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 there's a, you know obviously. Um, uh, absolute maximum carnage, venom uh, stories, that venom stories. Like there, there's so many that we have thrown around, and and we were kind of walking around, and I didn't, I didn't find out about Cosmic Ghost Rider until, you know, here not recently, but like in the near future or the near past or. Recent. I got you. I knew what you, you know. What I'm that. trying. You, you're vibing. <laughs> Past few months, he learned of past this few, character. Well, past and few years enjoyment. is what years, I was trying years. to say. Yes, I just couldn't articulate go. it. Um, but when I heard the when you take the combination of the Punisher, who is one of my favorite characters in the Marvel universe, and the the Ghost Rider, and you you fucking you grab them and you mash them together, and then just to just to add a little bit more, you fucking Salt Bay space into it and it's like okay i'm sold i i have to know more about this character um you know like just looking at the covers of this run it's like why would i not want to at least give this a shot and i'll be honest with you when i started reading i read the first issue a couple days ago and then i read the second one this morning um when i started reading the first issue the other night i actually thought man I really hope this doesn't suck because <laughs> like the first couple pages and I'm you're, you're seeing some of them if you're watching the video as it scrolls through the we've got like a nice little um, slideshow. Thanks, Brando. You're the best. As you would call it. Yes. Pod Podmaster coming through as always. Um, but the, the first couple panels are incredible and then it starts to get to the story and I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Yeah, the whole it was. Yeah. The whole uh, him in in uh, in Asgard, yes, or, or Valhalla, I guess. Yeah, the actual Valhalla mm-hmm. is in um, a, like a form of heaven. Now, I will say, uh, I was a little a little taken aback by just like how over the top, uh, just the way that the book is told, like it, like it's almost comedic in itself. Mm-hmm. Um. It's very. It, it made me feel. Uh, did you ever watch Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance? And that was the, the second, second one. Nick Cage. The second yeah. one with with Nick Cage. Yeah. How like how weird and eccentric he played that character. That's that's what this is a better version of what Nick Cage tried to do with that. I felt like anyway. It's very. It's very interesting because like I was completely. You know, I don't necessarily follow uh, comics. Uh, along very very closely but i had no idea that this even existed before you said cosmic ghostwriter i'm like oh, okay what's that and i'm like wait frank castle punisher goes mm-hmm. what and like and like in the slideshow it's just a few you know it's like the first few pages of basically it 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 catches you up, up to speed on who the character is his past what happened to him where he's been what he's done and he's he's been through the f- like like the gamut, uh, and then some. But uh, 
but I do want to say that, like, I do want to actually state for the fact that because I, I don't think we've actually stated it, because the actual title of the series is "Baby Thanos Must Die," not mm-hmm. not kill not not killing Baby Thanos. That sounds like a like a Shakespeare thing. Uh, it was written by Donny Cates, and uh, art uh, artist was Dylan Burnett, color artist Antonio Fabella, and uh, the cover arts done by Jeff Shaw and and Antonio. Uh, Fabella. So I definitely want to give shout outs whenever we do this, just give shout outs mm-hmm. to the to the actual guys that did the work on this because the art on this is absolutely amazing. As you said, dude, the cover art is completely out there and wild. And it def- very vibrant. It's yes, very vibrant. And uh I love the mix mash of the design of the character that Me too. that melds in the the Ghost Rider with the Punisher look. I think it's badass because I love how he has the chain wrapped around him. I love how he has the skull in the middle still, but it's a different one. I like how he has that like little helmet on the skull, so it's like it's not just burning flames and they're they're like encapsulated in there. Mm-hmm. It's a different it's a different look entirely. Well, he's in space. If exactly, he didn't, he he's in space. Yeah. It makes sense. It's actually like science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely, but uh, I, yeah, no, I, 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 I was into this from the get go, and he's like hanging out and and in, in Valhalla because he because he died, but then he was saved by Odin, and then uh, he's just unhappy here. Frank Castle's design at this point looks not exactly what I, I, I what I saw him. I'm like, is that him? Yeah. He has that long white hair. He's old. But I love I love the way that that him him as 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 Frank is written. Because I feel like if you wrote Frank this way early on in his life it wouldn't work. But him as a grumbly old man been through the you know been through the mud, been through everything that he's been through. He's he's written and it's it's so entertaining to read him and his interactions. Oh, I love it. And, you know, we, we start off with a, a fight in the bar in Valhalla with Frank and a character we learn about later through some dialogue of Odin, which that's when I started to really fall in love with the series is the interaction with Odin and Castle in the early middle part of this book. Uh, you know, Castle having a drink by himself doing his thing. Odin comes up and is like, you, what are you doing? Like, how could you 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 attacked Coldax the the grave and 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 he's like yeah he fucking kills kids and he's like no they they were from Jodenheim they were baby frost giants like he wasn't really killing kids and he's like well like I couldn't kill him anyways you can't really kill anyone here so I took his nose <laughs> yeah. and then he says you take a man's nose it'll make him think though he's like I just I love the it, it just that little dialogue and the simpleness and the beats of like Brando said Frank's not taking himself so seriously now. There's not as much presence of danger or care because he has literally done it all. He became a servant to Thanos. I mean, the Frank Castle story is immense. So when we find him here, it's uh, you know, it's definitely a tonal shift for how we portray and view him, I think. Back to you guys. Sorry, I was reading. Oh, you was reading. I vibe that. No, um, I just uh, 
briefly touching on you know a little bit of of the thoughts of the you know art i love the color very vibrant story that they tell um i'll, I'll tell you right now you know every time that we've done one of these uh you know comic reviews or, or, or i i don't know necessarily what we want to used to be it. called the comic club back comic in the club. day good old comic club. every time we've done the comic club i have been the fanboy like squeeing about the art you know because of especially the last couple books that we've done the the symbology and and the symbolism and all the art it's it's all been incredible but i will tell you right now the opening pages of this series of like frank castle's journey from frank castle to the cosmic ghost rider mm -hmm. is the most incredible thing that i have ever seen in a comic book ever well they well they almost all of them could be could be a comic book cover in themselves you know what i mean yes. each each panel you know him going him him staring down galactus you know mm -hmm. like that is something like that, 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 like, 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 that's a shot. Oh, yeah. That is a shot. Him standing next to old man Thanos. That'd be an awesome cover for sure. And, and, and then, of course, uh, I believe it, uh, the way it's said is that Thor is the one that, that, that killed him, right? That killed Frank? Uh, I believe so. I mean, cause, because it, it shows it with, um, Mjolnir with Mjolnir and you don't really get a good shot of him, uh, shot of the character doing it, but he definitely smashes him. And I want to say that that's what, um, that's what Odin says or alludes to that, that Thor is the one that, that, that killed him. But one of my favorite lines in this is that cause they're kind of Odin and Frank have like this back and forth mm -hmm. about like Odin's like, you don't belong here. You know, you're, you're not at rest, you know, I pulled you out of there because of who you were and, and and I admired your you know your ferocity as a warrior and did, you know and you were about vengeance even though you ended up going the way you, that you did it's like you deserve that chance and Frank's just like yeah no fuck this shit and um Odin says your willful obstinacy remind, uh, reminds me of an old Midgard saying that I'm fond of. I believe it is fuck you and the horse you rode in on. And then, of course, mm -hmm. right as it says that, it's the panel showing his bike, his fucking cosmic bike, and with his with his chains. It's like, I don't get it. How did you? goes, I'm Odin. If I want it, I have it. You you did not deserve to be in, be here in, in Valhalla. And uh, like basically saying, go back and do your thing. You're going to be Cosmic Ghost Rider once again. You know, uh, and it's like I don't know, man. It's like I wasn't offering you a choice. <laughs> you don't have a choice. You're you're leaving. And then he's like, at first he's like, I don't know. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's right back in it. I really, I really, really like the 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 comedic tone. Uh, or I, I really like the tone of the of this series so far through issue one through issue two. It's it's very very serious, and then it's like it's almost a whimsical. Yeah, how how comedic it is. It like in the next breath. No, I agree. 
it's and, about fucking time is to is <laughs> is this his introduction and you know and then i love it he immediately goes into this like very epic monologue and then to kind of skip to the more important thing you know he says i want you to you know send me back to where this thing all started where it all began where it all went wrong and th- then he says send me to titan and you're just like fuck yeah here we go like the story is really kicking off and then he, he is still monologuing. You know, the question that's never been asked is how does Thanos survive infancy to where he to become where he becomes with all these time traveling assassins and time travel even existing in this world? How has no one ever went to kill <clears throat> this little baby Thanos? War Machine Real wanted quick. to. <laughs> it didn't work out so good. Uh, the Silver Surfer is who killed Cosmic Ghost Rider with Mjolnir. Okay. Ah. That's why there was no hair. It was a bald dude. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I can see that's, Silver Surfer being able I to was, pick up uh, a Mjolnir. I was Jamieing it. Nice job. Thanks for being the man in the chair. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Do my, do my uh, but then, you know, my favorite thing is, is you know, he, he says, here's your answer to why no one has. Someone did. And then, or, or, or maybe not. And baby Thanos just goes on the attack. And he's like, what the shit is this little kid? How is he so strong? Like, how are you already like this? Um, let me get a good look at you. And then it's, uh, and this is a moment I thought was really interesting. Baby Thanos staring into the eyes of Cosmic Ghost Rider. My question is early on, is this going to set the stage for maybe this is possibly what becomes why Thanos becomes who he becomes? That's what I was thinking too. Like the fire in his eyes is what changed everything, you know? And it's super subtle and amazing. Um, but he's like, I judged him. This kid's innocent. Damn it. The, you ain't Thanos. Not yet. And he punches him. I fucking laughed mm-hmm. so hard. I was like, oh, my God. He punched baby Thanos. That's great. Um, and then, of course, one thing that's really cool is baby Thanos, while a small-sized infant, possibly. It's uh, like a toddler. Can but... fully talk. Yeah. What was that? It's it's it It, it felt odd, like... Bam, then he gets you know, knocked out or whatever. Oh, and I just threw my mouse on the ground. Oh, damn it, <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and the mouse is down. But yeah, uh, so continuing on here, you know, as we're as we're we near the end of book one, you know, uh he's like, maybe the answer isn't killing this monster, because maybe he doesn't have to turn into a monster, maybe there's a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, bucket only one way to find out and that's how book one ends with baby thanos strapped to the chest of cosmic ghost rider mm-hmm. like a chain made car seat yeah <laughs> that's the episode title He's wearing them it's yep. a it's like a chain baby bjorn yeah <laughs> uh but yeah first book like i said it sets a really nice stage good pace absolutely um and they get you hooked in to see what he's going to do because he did, you saw that even though he went back to that spot and went to go do the deed, he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, when he saw, like, well, he's... It, it, it's almost like they kind of did this, they kind of, uh, in Deadpool 2, um, they reenacted this kind of in, in one of the post-credits, right, or near the end with baby Hitler. Yep. It's like, well, baby Hitler's not not a genocidal maniac yet. Not uh, yet. <laughs> you know, he's a baby. <laughs> but, 
but he's a baby. But that brings in the question because it's like, how do you know the kid you're not raising won't be a genocidal maniac? Hmm. And that comes back to nature or nurture. You know, and it's like, you know, what would you do if you saw someone gunning for your kid with a knife to kill them and you had no, like, he's going to grow up to kill the world. It's like, I'm not going to let you just kill my kid because of something that could happen. You know? Oy. It just, that's a very interesting, like, to, to, you know, you know, to pull that thought into a realistic uh, tone, right? If, if that were ever to happen to somebody, you know, that that's always the big crazy what if time travel stories. But it's like, in reality, if that were to happen, they're like, there's no parent in the world. that would be like, okay, well, I guess you can just off them then. I mean. <laughs> My thing, would, I would say one thing. There's one key to this. Show me proof. Undeniable proof that you're from the future. Undeniable proof that what you're saying is true. Undeniable in many ways technology is amazing if we could if in a few years we can time travel i could t- show p- pictures on my phone to me in the past of course then that whole time travel your you can't change your, your future self can't change your, your past you it just it doesn't work that way and no, that's very and, science and no spets boarding and no spets boarding change in the past doesn't change the future so um basically i would probably have to make that last of us choice just like joel makes not, oh. but not in the same kind of vein, but the the vein of nope, not doing it. I'll I'll make this decision every single day, and I will kill that person who came back to kill my kid. I'll murder to- every fucking time traveler that comes in my fucking castle that I've created here. Yeah, or any doctor who is trying to create a cure with Ellie. Anyways, um, what did you guys rate this first book out of five? I think it's like a three point five, three point two five, kind of in that range. It's a it good sets start. a great stage, mm-hmm. but it isn't the beef of the story that really, really drove me. I think when we, when we get into book two, we're going to be talking a lot about what made this uh, a really, a really great take. Yeah, but yeah, no. for me, three point three. I take three for me. I'm going to go on the high side, and I'm going to say three point five, just okay. because, you know, like normal with with most of these first issue books that we've reviewed or or, or discussed. Um, you know, you hit the nail on the head. It's it's not the bulk of the story. It's just there to sprinkle stuff in front of you and get you interested. The art looks incredible. You know, I got to be that guy. And oh, hold on, I'm I'm making a sound. I'm making a sound. <laughs> he says. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I have Please. returned from silencing the sound. Had an alarm set on my phone that I did not know about. Goddamn sounds. God, I'm I am an awful podcaster. You're doing dude, great. You're doing just there, fine. Dude, there's a podcast I listen to all the time where the, where the guy's alarm goes off and the dude just yells back and goes, Bruce, take your damn pills. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> Um But yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's it's all around, it's solid. The art is is very pretty. Um, it's, it's a, it's a take on a character that we're not used to getting, you know, um, I don't, I, I thought the same thing that Brandon did when I saw Frank Castle for the first time in this book, like, why is he old and why does he have white hair? Why does he have long white hair? (laughs) You know, so 3.5 all day for me. So, so moving on. Moving on now, 
to issue number two. Cosmic Bad-a- Shark Week. Badass cover. Badass cover with that shark. I, Cosmic Shark Week, I'm just saying. I bought this. Uh, I physically bought this book at C2E2 when Nate and I were cruising around. And I spent, like, Nate was off looking at Pops. Buckles was off looking at, at, at other stuff. And I spent, like, a good 25 minutes going from booth to booth trying to find a variant cover um, of this this issue, and I couldn't find one. Well, my my sympathies uh, for your for your hunt. Hopefully, it'll be more fruitful in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really liked was the uh, little uh, recap um, that they did at the beginning here. Uh, Frank Castle was a decorated Marine, upstanding citizen, and when his family was killed in a mob hit, from that day he was a force of retribution in life and and in his roles after death as Ghost Rider, as Herald of Galactus, as Thanos' right-hand man. Then Frank died for real, but he was unable to rest in Valhalla, knowing that there was justice left to serve against the worst of the worst, Thanos himself. Traveling back in time, Frank Castle prepared to kill baby Thanos in his crib, but he just couldn't do it. Awesome. Swish. Mm-hmm. I love I love the the recap. Uh, you know, as we ju- as we jump into this first book, we're on some planet. We don't really know what planet. Uh, it's definitely alien. Uh, you know, you slowly. I love that it goes like from outer city view to you're kind of seeing this storefront from a distance to up closer, and you're kind of seeing people perusing around, and you notice Ghost Rider's you know uh, cosmic Ghost Rider's bike, and then you see him at the bar. Bartender, another round. And then he's and then he he says, yeah, just put it on my tab because in his dialogue, he's talking about how this planet he's gone to uh, only has about a half hour left before it's going to get destroyed uh, because one of Cosmic Ghost Rider's friends told him that this planet existed and that it was going to soon be destroyed. So that's mm-hmm. where he went in time. And I love that. I love that sets the stage for like, well, he has a plan at least. I, I'm loving how he's sitting at the bar. And he's he, he's with baby Thanos, who also has a beer or some alcoholic beverage. And then he has them on like a leash, like we have like our kids on sometimes when we're out, mm-hmm. you know, so they don't run off on it, run off and go away from us. And little baby Thanos and that guy's like, hey, you can't be serving kids no drinks. He's like, ah, <laughs> I love Frank's like- reaction. Like. I'm getting my manager. Give an army. See if I give a fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like, you know, trying to let them know, like, he, he really doesn't care. I love the the subtle little dialogue of, like, Thanos learning stuff. Like, what what's a serial killer? Yeah. And then he's like, ah, probably not a good reference. What's You're more murder? like a mass murdering space dictator, I guess. And he's like, what's a mass murder? All right, all right, drink your drink. You know, he's like he's just trying to kind of brush him off a little bit. And then again, we have baby Thanos attacking, going on the attack, and tries to take out the the guy who's kind of the barkeep dude. Notice that he does it in defense of Frank, too. Mm-hmm. Like the guy grabs Frank and Thanos like jumps him with the broken uh bottle. Ah! 
<laughs> that, that image to me is so comical. <laughs> the, the, the whole jerk back, because I'm sure we've all done that with our kid. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm really trying hard not to, I'm really trying hard to rehabilitate this kid. And, <laughs> and I'd really rather not murder all of you in front of him if I could possibly help it. <laughs> and then I love baby Thanos's response. Why couldn't I do a murder? <laughs> Aren't they all going to die anyways? I mean, yeah. Here we go. Baby Thanos between... already starting to feel dark, you know, and have this question of like, why couldn't I just kill these people? They were going to die anyways. And again, that kind of, it, it kind of lets you on like, that's your second little hint that he's teaching Thanos about life and death and killing and, 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 and all that. And so you're like, Frank, you, you did this. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Y'all... you can feel it right now. Like... Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason this story was written from this perspective. I know, and it's like he would have been fine if you would have left him in his crib. Yep. <laughs> he probably would have been like an Uber driver for a while. You know, went and found himself in college. You know, experimented a little bit, came out of it. You know, got a got a got a job as a janitor at a high school for a little bit too. Trying to find, you know, because I mean, he went to school, got lied to about getting a degree, and that degrees will get you, uh, you know, good jobs. So now he's waiting for a job for the degree he spent all that time going to school for. But now he's working as a <laughs> custodian, at, at you know, at the high school, at the local high school. And then he finally gets a job, but he's still paying so many, so much money in, in like. Uh, you know, student loans every week that like the, the money that he is making, like I, you know, he lives in a one bedroom apartment, you know, and has no furniture. He, he got uh, crates and, and like the big telephones uh, wire spool for a, you know, for a coffee table. But unfortunately he does have a roommate called Dale and we're not really sure why. Yeah. (laughs) Him and Dale living in a one bedroom apartment. Thanos and Dale. Th- that would have happened if Frank had not like, come back and died. Damn it, Frank Castle. You ruin everything. Oh, man. Uh, and I love that the guy in the, the, again, the barkeep is like, why do you keep saying we're all going to die? Well, let me tell you. Look outside. <laughs> He's like, I keep telling you, man, I'm here to see a friend. And you see the friend is Galactus. Big, big spooky cosmic man. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say lightning out of his eyeballs? Can I just say Galactus has always kind of freaked me out. How? Yeah. How like he just he looks like a really tall human. Yeah. And it's not what I imagine when I think of a planet eater. He just looks like a dude. Like, He's just a dude. Well, all I can say <laughs> is when I imagine a planet eater, I don't envision whatever the fuck was in Rise of Silver Surfer. Hmm. Just saying. I just picture I've always pictured Thanos as a big man, like like Brandon said, but like all the planets that he eats, I imagine that there's like a cheese puff. <laughs> like instead of like instead of doing what he's doing here, he just like Galactus eating cheese puffs. Just eating oh. cheese puffs, man. <laughs> so Frank flies up there to see him. And uh Baby Thanos is like, what's the purple man doing? Oh, he's about to devour this whole world. It's it's his thing. And will you stop him? Oh, no, no way. <laughs> uh, but 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 now they'll die with hope because he told them that he was going to go talk to him, try to stop him. And, and, and Thanos says, ah, fun. 
fun. <laughs> yep. And then I love how friendly Frank immediately is with with uh, Galactus. He's like, Gallon, what's up, bro? Like, I like how he keeps calling him Gallon. Hey, it's hey, Frank. <laughs> how you doing, man? Yeah, I need a, I need a minute. I love how he's baby wearing Thanos. Mm-hmm. He he is it is literally a carrier that he's made out of his chains. <laughs> he's like, hey, check it out. I I got a little situation here. I could use some help with. He's like. <laughs> pointing at the child on his chest like what do i do do you see who it is and Look then what i have and then giant space sharks or whatever yeah. star sharks star sharks cosmic shark week and and then it's like fishies <laughs> and he's like oh yeah the swarm of star sharks you want some help galactus requires no assistance be gone he That's just like obliterates cool these freaking shards, and Thanos like again, again. <laughs> Even Ghost Rider's kind of like hey. bemused by it. He's like, "Oh, that was kind of <laughs> awesome. Fuck yeah!" <laughs> again, and the people on the planet are like, "He saved us! Oh my god!" <laughs> again, I, I, I'm liking how this goes. It, it, it keeps diving in and out of like super serious to like completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hey, anyway, I was gonna ask you about. Galactus has had enough, and he just tries to cosmic power, like immolate <laughs> Ghost Rider and Thanos. And, and like, I really like in like in this instance, I would expect Cosmic Ghost Rider to take it, but baby Ga- baby Thanos takes like the full brunt of fucking Galactus's power. Yeah, just takes it as a fucking baby. Yeah, that means he's a powerful motherfucker. The next image is my favorite image I've ever seen in any comic book ever. Okay. The next page. The 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 one sheet that's mm-hmm. all of of uh, Galactus reading into the journey of uh, Frank Castle and being like, "Oh my god, that was yeah, that's a bad like you know I I unfortunately don't have that uh, I don't, for for the slides I'm only doing the first. Uh, a couple pages for each one, you know, just to mm-hmm. show you sure. guys the art and cause, you know, because right. I mean, because because we're reviewing the book, we're, we're not like I don't want to show the entire book. I want people to go out and get it, bro. Um, you seen some shit, <laughs> man? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly kind of what he says. It's like Frank Gallon, it's me. <laughs> I was He's unex- like I was not expecting. I saw so much. Uh, you were. We will be friends, allies. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and then you joined this mad titan. Well, yeah, but... Uh, look, I had a plan. <laughs> it didn't really go the way I wanted it to go. <laughs> I did have a plan. Yeah. I I didn't know how to not be that thing you made me, you know? And then what, what I'm liking is that, like, you know, Galactus is like, all right, you know, well, let, or now that I know that I know you, and we did this thing, and then and what? I'll kill the baby. It's like, yeah, well, hold on, <laughs> hold on a second, hold on a second. Ghost Riders doing the Willie Mays right now, but wait, there's more. Yeah, he's like, you know what, buddy? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough big purple dudes ordering order me around. If you want the kid, you gotta go. Sky baby, sky baby. <laughs> and then oh. the fucking watcher shows up. 
that panel is amazing. Almost yeah. could have been this cover. Yeah. Honestly, the cover, but it's cool too because then you don't get to reveal the Watchers in it. It's like kind of a nice surprise. Oh, the the Watchers here, Sky Baby. <laughs> uh, see Gallon Watts who only shows up when Great Change is going to work. I'm gonna turn around. I'm gonna turn this around, and and then I love it. Incorrect. Incorrect. You are, you are attempt attempting. Go ahead. You are attempting to change a universal constant, Francis Castle, like <laughs> trying to leash the phoenix or stop the march of time. The child's path is immutable. Thanos has been chosen by an undefeated opponent. Well then, if it's so damn impossible, why did you come here, you damn ghoul? I have come to witness the worst choice that any living being has ever made in the history of thought and the immediate consequence thereof. <laughs> He's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'm sick of all this. I'm going to raise this kid myself, and both of you big-headed fucks can go fuck yourself. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because, again, that is saying exactly what we've been saying. It's like, yep, okay, yep. What's that supposed to mean? You sincerely you... do not see how yeah, this is ahead, a bad man. idea. <laughs> well, I don't, no, see, I, don't... I don't see how no – I see no immediate consequences. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, see, there's nothing happening right now. It's oh, good. Man, I love it. I love uh, – Again, the writing of this, because, you know, there's that balance of, like, really serious watchers coming in and being super serious with him. And, he, and the way he's reacting is just hilarious. Again, I really like the way that they write Frank as this kind of old, grizzled, mouthy dude. That's lost his mind? Yes, yes. <laughs> Francis, by making this choice, you've just created a timeline in which the Punisher... Raised Thanos <laughs> as a child. Uh, and his okay. Resp his response so? is, okay, so. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, good. The watcher's man. response. Watch this. Boom. Huge explosion happens, and Frank is down on the ground looking like he is a Portland protester. Uh, oh. Frank mm. Castle, Punisher, the writer, whatever. Step away from the baby. He's like, who the hell are you? And this marked me out. Yeah. Two in the morning when I read this. My name is Nathan Summers. I'm from the future. And we're the guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. This could have been the cover. Full nerd boner. Yeah, but that, that would have spoiled the cool reveal. Oh, man. I know. No, like it, that. Yeah, no. Dope. Yeah, no, that marked me out, too. When I read this this morning, I. I was not expecting. I'm like, oh shit, oh shit! It, like <laughs> it got a double oh shit from me because, like, number one, there's freaking cable, and number two, he's a guard. They're the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? And then, uh, so what members are we looking at here, Nate? Okay, so I'm about to pull that up because they, it looks it's like kinda, Howard the Duck has become the Juggernaut. It, see, that's what I thought had, too. That's what I thought too. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look up an actual uh, like. And is that Jubilee? I think it's. Also, Jubilee, you've got a Groot Rocket hybrid. Looks like Rocket has a Groot suit on. Yeah. 
and then Kamala Khan as what could be Captain of Marvel America or Miss America Marvel or something. I'm not sure what exactly they call her. One of I'm those. looking up an exact name. Doesn't one of them? Doesn't that symbol on the Groot rocket hybrid look like the Nova symbol? Yes. Yes. Yep. So here's exactly who appears in the Guardians of the Galaxy's first appearance of Cosmic Ghost Rider. You have Cable, Nathan Summers, Juggerduck. Juggerduck. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love it. Wait, Where? wait a minute. Wait, click on click on Juggerduck, please. Sure. Juggerduck. Is Juggerduck <laughs> Howard the Duck Juggernaut? No, his name is Howard Duxon. He's from Earth one eight one three eight. Um, he is a duck worldlian who is currently single. He's an adventurer and a rebel. Okay. Uh, and it says this: Howard's body, like those of his entire race, has similar characteristics of both common Earth ducks and common Earth human beings. He has the arms instead of he has hands instead of and arms instead of wings. Is covered with feathers and is unable to fly. Um, but he nothing, was nothing that you've said, crimson. nothing that you've said has has disproven the fact that this is Howard the Duck as Juggernaut. I'm about to confirm it because oh. here's the actual history. Um, Juggernaut seemingly shared a similar history with mainstream counterpart. After being raised by the writer, Thanos took over Earth and became a dictator to bring about good, but forced those who with those who resisted him into ghettos. During this time, Juggernaut became an avatar for the demon. Uh, Cytorax to prevent the dystopia from happening. Juggerduck joined Cable's Guardians to travel back in time and kill Thanos. However, Juggerduck, along with the rest of the team, except Cable, were wiped out by Galactus. So I don't know if that's future tripping or not, but that's uh, a little brief on Juggerduck. We need Juggerduck in, 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 in Guardians Volume 3. Sure. I love yeah, what you're telling like, like Captain just go- Marvel is officially Captain Marvel in that. Okay. Iron Groot is what they call him. Iron Groot. Which is Rocket Raccoon. Okay. And then See, yeah, it Jubilee. almost looked like the Iron Man like mm-hmm. stance with with the thing in his hand. So. And yeah, he I'm intimidated by <laughs> Jugger Duck. I gotta be honest. <laughs> He's the I, bomb. I'm loving I, it. I am digging Jugger Duck so much. I, I I'm really interested to see why the hell Jubilee's here. You say she's a guardian now, bro. She left the X-Mans. The X-Mans. <laughs> the X-Mans. <laughs> she left them their X-Mans. <laughs> see, I-, I thought that this book, all in all, <laughs> <laughs> I thought this book was like a solid four, you guys. Oh, same. Yeah. It, had, no, it, it hooked great. me. It had great moments. Great, the great reveals. Art- Great Again writing was amazing. Yes. Like you got the watcher in this. You got Galactus in this. You got a new form of the guardians in this plus Frank and a hilarious baby Thanos who I'm learning to love even more mm-hmm. like great writing. I'm all about this and I can't wait to see where we come and where we end up on the other side of these books because I did not read on as much as I wanted to. Uh, did you did you flip forward to look at the cover for next week? Yes. yes it's, it is. It's, that is one of the coolest covers ever. Yeah. Jugger Dutch bringing it, man. <laughs> and he don't give a duck. jugger fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Why don't we just call this episode Jugger Duck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
he is I think he's the uh he's the unsung hero of this story. I mean he has I to agree. Be. He's at least he's got us marking out. <laughs> Very 100% interested. Marking out. You know, I need we 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 need to tweet and at James Gunn. Look, pal. <laughs> you haven't started Guardians Three yet. And I'm not and, and I and I know I'm not the guy that's gonna sit here and tell you what to do. Even if you have started Guardians Three. Even if you even if you have, have started. But you know, there's a there is time and place in your movie for Juggerduck. Yeah. Just saying. Become a new fan favorite, I'm telling you. And the fact is, his name is Howard Duxon, which is a He's gotta be Howard the Duck. I'm just saying. I'm about it. Uh, so I fucked up and accidentally scrolled forward to the end of the next book. Whoops. Don't do that. I, d- I didn't mean to. And let me just say, I really can't wait to talk about the end of a- a- issue three. Now that I've seen the end, even though I don't know the story or how we get there. Well, we'll uh, be talking about that next week. We're talking about books two and four next week. I mean, we, you know, we got to figure out. our No, not two and four. <laughs> I'm in three and four. <laughs> two and four would be very confusing. Yeah, let's read this issue again and skip the next one and go to the good issue four. <laughs> Oh, damn it. We're going to quit Tarantino oh. this thing up. But, uh, yeah, we got to figure out our record schedule for the next week because I don't want to skip and have to – because we're only going to review books uh, really when we're all three together. So if mm-hmm. we have to do an episode yes. where it's only going to be two of us, we're not going to review a book that week. But I really want to try and make it possible for when – if we're reviewing something, let's try and make it work and schedule it out. I'm all about it. What are your guys' reviews officially on this uh, book two? Four. Four. And, yeah, no, it, 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 it gets a straight up four from me as well. Four to the floor. It almost gets a 4.5 just because of Juggerduck. Ooh, Juggerduck pushed it up almost halves. Dude, Juggerduck's where it's at. You got a half chub for Juggerduck. That's hard to say. <laughs> half chub for Juggerduck. <laughs> Might be the episode <laughs> Oh, that's good. Because uh, that adds... Tyler's idea of having it as Juggerduck and then plus half chub. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that ends. I, I, that ends the review segment of the show. I'm going to throw a little uh, news bit your guys' way and then go uh, Daenerys Palin myself for all 35 seconds. Now, shit, uh, that's old. That is hey. old. Callback right there. Hell, hell yeah. But um, I don't know if you guys saw this, and and please riff on it while I'm gone for a few minutes, and I'll join back in. But apparently there have been talks, are being talks, will continue to be talks. We might get the X-Men animated series with original cast in a new limited series. Yes. So, yes, please discuss. I'm going to take a quick uh, Daenerys Palin. I see no negatives in this. I, I don't either. Like I, at I, all. Like the fact that they are in discussions to make this happen. Is Nate and his damn coffee. Mm-hmm. But no, the fact that they are in discussion for this to possibly do this, you know, with the Disney acquisition, even Disney Plus being the best way for this to be released. I mean, the fact that they, when, you know, when they put that up there, was that up there right at launch or was it right after? Uh, right after I believe. Yeah, because it wasn't because I remember watching Spider Man, the old Spider Man cartoon. I was watching on there when they launched it, and because they had that, and they had Spider Man Unlimited, they had you know some of that other stuff. Yeah, but X Men, the original X Men series, 
was a huge, huge hit mm-hmm. in the part of my childhood. Absolutely. The The idea that they're coming back or talking about coming back to do some more stuff. And, and, and you think about it. That was in like, what, 92, 93, something like yeah, that? Yeah, because the series ended in 94, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and they, and they, I want to say the show only went like 60 to 70 episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then you had Spider-Man start up, but you also had like Iron Man had a series at that time that kind of bled in. A, I think they might have done a Fantastic Four series. I'm I'm, I'm not if, if I'm maybe I misremember that. I think there was a Hulk series that didn't do as good. But X-Men, nothing will ever that I I may be biased in this. I think the X-Men intro theme is one of the best cartoon intro oh. themes of all time absolutely that instrumental oh man when i hear uh covers of that like hear metal covers of that like i think power glove has done one and since a few other people have done it yeah that gets me going but actually the x-men animated series went 92 to 97 I went longer than I thought. Then, yeah, I thought it. I thought it was done in '94, but I'm probably thinking of one of the Spider-Man series. Um, yeah, because Spider-Man like started like '94, '95, and yeah. it went and it went almost the same amount of episodes. Maybe maybe it's like fifty. Um, but I mean, there was some cool stuff that happened in those, and I, I I read an interview recently where they were talking about how like when they killed Morph originally, I mean, it was Changeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, but they couldn't use change. Lawyers advised them change the name because in the eighties and Teen Titans, Beast Boy went by the code name Changeling. Mm-hmm. Marvel had done it first, but then DC had just recently done it. So they advised Marvel, or you know, for the cartoon not to do it, and so they just changed the guy's name to Morph. And uh, but he died in the first episode, second episode, really early on mm-hmm. for the X Men. Nate, quit dancing and get over here. <laughs> Say, quit dancing, get over here. Shit got serious while the you juice. were taking a piss. Maybe go figure. You know, yes, I'm, I've, I've revived. I do believe that it, it was either on the air or off the air last <laughs> week that I shared this joke that my dad told me once about eating chicken, about how he could eat chicken and have it come out sounding like a duck. <laughs> yep. And so just imagine eating chicken and having that sound like a jugger duck. Imagine. imagine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It, 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 it's like one of those farts that kind of surprises you and lifts you off the ground a little bit. Like, whoa. <laughs> you're just walking along and all of a sudden you're on your tippy toes. Like, Dude, I about broke gravity there. <laughs> Goodness. Nate, what do you feel about that news that you told us to talk about? One, burn my finger. B. <laughs> First of all, nuggies. Uh, yeah. Second of all, I love the idea that um, they want to bring this back in some capacity. I appreciate the concept that they want to do it in a limited thing and not push the issue of like, we need to revitalize it and do a thousand stories. You don't need to. You could do a few stories that are really, really poignant. And Tyler's elevatoring us right now. If you're watching, he's <laughs> he's going down, down. Um, I just my hope is is that they 
you know, obviously up the animation just a little bit. It doesn't have to be completely reinventing the wheel. Just polish it a little bit, obviously make it nicer. Cause well, just the like they do time. with like some of the Batman animated series stuff, yeah. you know, stuff that still, that still takes place in the, in the Timverse still has the overall feel and aesthetic. And Nate, for a second there, I thought you were going to bust straight in to you said Tyler was going down down I thought you were going to bust into like a, a Nelly or something <laughs> no down down no. baby <laughs> anyways <laughs> it takes me back to middle school there doesn't it yeah it, yeah, it really does uh, did you guys hear about these um, crazy things that happened at Warner Media yep yeah uh, the by big, chance the big executive shakeups. Um, a that, couple different executives yeah. got acts that are tied directly to a couple projects that we love here on this network yeah um now you had the uh what's his name bob greenblatt was fired he was actually the head of hbo max and one of the people that was in a major executive there uh with greenblatt really pushing for the uh snyder cut with that he, he was one of the biggest champions of having the snyder cut happen also, Kevin Riley, who uh, helps run TNT, TBS, and True TV, was axed. He was a huge champion for All Elite Wrestling. AEW, yeah. So this is a very strange, interesting shakeup. A lot of it having to do with, you know, uh, consolidating roles within the company. Now that Time and Warner are one, they've got to get rid of some people. The only hope is, is the people that are coming in to replace these people or the people that uh, already are going to be champions of these things and not people that go, why are we giving Zack Snyder $30 million to finish a movie that already came out that no one gives a fuck about? According to them, not us. Obviously sure. Yeah. Fans. Yeah. No, just business um, suits, right? Man. Speaking of that, did you guys see the Snyder cuts version of Steppenwolf? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Evil looking, brutal looking, not the this way that it should look shiny looking Valhalla motherfucker. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of Steppenwolf's vibe in this in this in the Whedon cut is that he's kind of Valhalla Asgardian esque, mm-hmm. uh, mythical is the word I was looking for. Don't know why he's I couldn't not, find he's it. He's knockoff Thor. Yeah, sure, I'm into that. Uh, as far as other headlining stuff is concerned, uh, you brought up the Steppenwolf thing, which I love. Uh, this is a huge one that I'm surprised we've not even touched on being around the bush. It's going to lead into kind of what will probably be the last major topics of the day because two video game things have been, one been announced that is comic book related. Another thing has come out as a beta. And we're going to be here to talk about both of them. First of all, what do you guys think about Rocksteady making a Suicide Squad game? What, 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 what? I'm on board. I'm on board with that. Dick's hard. Dick, Dick's out for that. You know they made a good uh, a good trilogy with their Batman Arkham games, and you know not one of those games is a bad game by any stretch of the means. You know, so I'm I'm excited to see what they bring to the table because obviously with Suicide Squad you have multiple different playable characters, different ways that you can go, and of course they're hinting at you like with those crosshairs on Superman's head, like that's interesting. Soups might be the main person they're going after in this game. Well, could be yeah. Superman uh, goes crazy due to uh, say Alex Luger or Luther or something. <laughs> Alex Luger. <laughs> Whoa! That WCW late last night seeping <laughs> in here. The fucking total package is coming in here. Is like, <laughs> now listen here, Kent Clark. 
<laughs> well, I mean, if Christopher Reeves and Lex Luger really did have a one-on-one, they would be on equal playing ground. Is that terrible? For me he can't say? do the torture rack on of someone who's in a wheelchair. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. It does stop it. It doesn't hurt me. But Lex is also in a wheelchair. Am I not wrong? Oh shit! Yeah. Oh. Fuck. So so they would be on right. le- literally level playing field. Uh, he's either like... in a wheelchair or he's having trouble getting around. Yeah. I mean, I mean. <laughs> Uh, wheelchair fight dude luger he fell asleep on a plane and woke up and he's paralyzed crazy but that yeah that's that's a whole other that yeah. uh from what i understand it, it was from a lingering back injury that he did that, that he didn't even wear was as bad or that bad and he fell asleep in a certain way on the plane he woke up and he couldn't move and and he's rehabbed and he can kind of move around now but like it it really changed his life like just think about like just think about that like and the next time you sit sit in your recliner and fall asleep you wake up and you you're not going to be able to move ever again yeah that'd be fucking awful i'm not a fan of that um i am a fan of however let me tell you we were talking a little bit about hbo max talking a little bit about the suicide squad if you have hbo max and you have not yet spent some adult time away from the kids to watch harley quinn fucking do so it is the most comedic hilarious over the top ridiculous they are not censored whatsoever so they push the bounds cartoon it's like <clears throat> harley quinn did a fusion dance with metalocalypse and south park <laughs> and it is so good and funny and clever and not what you're expecting and not boring and you know the first episode really involves her realizing that the Joker has never loved her and there's a whole plot line, all different kinds of characters involved. You have major uh, people in the Batman mythos across all different, uh, the gallery rogues gallery. This iterations Robin is Damien, which makes for interesting storytelling. Um, and really Harley just wants to become a supervillain because she's always been a sidekick villain and it's her and poison Ivy kind of taken on the world. And it's, I mean, Really, really funny and hilarious. There's an episode where uh, they're going through and they find um, Suicide Squad shirts uh, that were being unused by, I think, King Shark's roommate or something. Hmm. And he's like, look at these crazy shirts. It's Ron Funches who voices King Shark, which is hilarious. Look at these crazy shirts. We should all wear these. We're like a team. So they all put them on. But uh, what they didn't realize is, is that one of the villains who is a part of the story I won't spoil has poisoned everybody. Um, and Harley goes into comatose about it. So they have to like go into her memories to pull her out. And Dr. Psycho's like, oh, we can do it. No problem. Well, the house they're all staying in is now for sale. They're being kicked out and evicted because King Shark is an animal and there's no pets allowed. <laughs> King Shark. It's all about sharks this week, guys. I'm telling you, I promise. It's all it's all going to revolve around sharks somehow, someway. But um, so the realtor with the guy that owns the property walk in on all of them passed out on the floor with Suicide Squad shirts on, looking oh. dead as fuck. <laughs> He's like, "You guys are going to have to come back later and figure out what's going on." But it's, I mean, it, I'm five episodes in. They're only like 20 minutes long. And they're super funny. As soon as you put it on, you'll immediately be laughing because the ridiculousness. Some of the lines they say are so fucking real. Like this one line about Thai food. Poison Ivy's like, 
I'm going to go pick up some Thai food. Just text me your order. And Harley's like, okay, I want green curry. And she's like, no, Harley, text me your order. I'll forget and I'll get you something wrong. And she's like, no, it's simple. It's just green curry. He's like, she's like, seriously, just fucking text me. I don't want it to be wrong. I'm leaving now. And she walks off. And I was like, that's every relationship ever. <laughs> that's real. That's super real. Just like, just text it to me. That way I have it in front of me. It's not that hard to remember two words, green curry. That's funny. But I'll you get know, it wrong. You know, uh, my kid is really into Teen Titans Go now. Yes, I love that show. And uh, it's something that keeps his attention. My kid has very, very, he, he's very squirrel uh, as far as like, yes. like, But he will sit there and watch Teen Titans. And there was an episode that I turned on and they had this big uh, DuckTales reference. Where they went on like and they and they got this money and and they were doing a, a parody of the DuckTales theme song. Like, yep. we're rich. Woo. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're swimming in money. And then at the end he's like, Man, what a day. It's like, yeah, yeah. Race cars, lasers, airplanes. It's kind of a dull blur. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. And the guy, uh I, I looked it up because my wife thought the guy that played Cyborg was Kel Mitchell. It's not. Though, it is right? not. Do you know who it is? Uh, I think. I think I. 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 Um. It's somebody in the voice acting world that's pretty prominent. I just can't remember the right off the top of my head. Carrie Payton, and he plays King Ezekiel yep. in The Walking King Dead. King Ezekiel, yes. And he plays Cyborg, yep. and I'm like, that is cool. That is awesome. That makes me like him even more. But uh, no, like we've been watching that, just chilling out. He's he's, he's kind of getting more into it. Have you seen Teen Titans go to the movies? Yes, I, I, dude, I, I super it. clever movie. I Hilarious. loved it, and I tried to make him watch that last year, and he had no interest in it whatsoever. And now it's not on HBO Max anymore. Oh, what? Yeah, no, it's not on HBO. That's only got to be temporary. I'm, I'm because, sure that's probably just a deal. Well, because we're watching HB or uh, Teen Titans Go on Hulu, and yep. uh, go to the movies is not anywhere right now, as far as I can find. I'm, I haven't searched all over the place, but in the few places I have searched, I haven't found it yet. I'm gonna be Jamie right now and try to find it for you. But um, no, he's he, you know he's super digging that, and uh, uh, one of the I, I'm not sure how much more news we have, but did you guys hear that there was? There was some narrowing down or something revealed from the new Suicide Squad movie from James Gunn. You know, uh, just saying, you know, James Gunn, if you're listening, you know. Jugger-duck. Hashtag Jugger-duck. You know. Bring him to Suicide Squad. Hashtag Jugger-duck. Um, but they may have narrowed down who uh, Idris Alba and John Cena are playing in the movie. Really? Yeah. Didn't they? Didn't they do that already? Uh, there, there's only rumor and, and conjecture. There's theory, and it, it, it basically with with the new information, it it, it kind of proves the theories right. That 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 it, uh, Idris Alba would be playing Bronze Tiger, mm, okay. and John Cena would be playing Peacemaker. Hmm. So that's confirming both of those officially. For, uh, for it's not. It's not confirming it. It's just the other characters. Uh, have. With things that they've said, it's kind of narrowed, or, or actors, it's kind of narrowed it down, like sure. who people are going to be playing. So it's like, yeah, you know, and I'm sure we're going to get more info, probably a fandom, which is coming up at the end of the month, right? Yeah, 22nd. And so, uh, next, no, uh, no, no, week after next, no, week after next. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but 
And I'm sure we'll be covering a lot of stuff that comes out from that. Like, as I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we're going to be seeing some either trailers or some new stuff from from Snyder Cut. And you know, it, it, there's, there's did you see the list of people that are going to be involved with that? It was over 85 or 100 and some names. Val Kilmer is going to be there. Yes. Why is Val Kilmer all of a sudden showing up? Release the Schumacher cut forever, ever. Four-hour cut of Batman Forever. It takes forever to watch. Batman Forever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be cool to get. It, I, I will admit that I, I wouldn't be rushing out to see it, but I would watch it if they put it out. <clears throat> I'm about it. Uh, now, before we get out of here, the last thing I want to touch on, I spent a majority of my late evening last night staying up and doing the dishes and hanging out because of my migraine watching gameplay footage from the Avengers beta. I've watched three quarters of the beta be played as of this point, and holy shit. First of all, what a massive fucking beta. It's like five hours long. Yeah. And it's a beta, okay? B, uh, just quick thoughts. I love uh, the opening scene, which we've seen a little bit from before. Seeing that all the way play out and see how that level is built and everything was cool. I love the interactivity and being able to play between all the different Avengers in that level so you get a taste. And then like all great games do, once you get a taste of something that you really enjoy, they take it away from you and don't let you have those characters and don't let you have those powers because of the story. Um, Without spoiling too much, A-Day happens, which causes a rift. One thing I kind of didn't like is that the time frame between the story, the, the start of the level, and then where you actually pick up and start really playing and diving in is five years. Yeah. We just did five years. Can't we pick a different time frame? Does it have to be five years on the button? Couldn't have been three and a quarter years. It was It was, It was. was just we were rounding near four years, right about four years when shit started to get back to normal. Not, hey, the blip or the fucking snap happens, and then five years later, the blip. And then now in this game, this is kind of a similar thing. But, Level design, immersive, humongous, amazing to look at. Uh, the flow of the game seems very natural. For it being an RPG-based Avengers game, yes, I said that right. It is mainly an RPG because you're leveling and using level trees and skill points and and constantly looking for you know new, new gear. gear. Yeah, that, That's another thing I love. You're looking for new gear, and that's fun and everything. And But sometimes, man, you're searching a level, and the way they make these massive levels nowadays, you feel like you spend more time looking at nothing than actually finding the cool treasure chest that has the rare you know, amulets of doom or whatever. But this game is really cool because Jarvis is on board with your character through the main part of the game, and you hear him say frequently, like, um, sensing a chest near us sir, or whoever you're playing as at the time to let you know like hey you're near a chest go in this direction follow your guts um it's really cool too because you get to play as kamala khan and she's kind of the main protagonist of this story uh from what i've seen so far i love it i absolutely love it i'm jazzed there's also big news on this game do you know the big news brandon you have to know the big news you're the game guy the uh the exclusive character for for the playstation console yeah spider-man fuck yeah shitty. i think it's pretty shitty <clears throat> um why why shitty for an exclusive character because it's one of the like most popular characters in all of marvel actually let me rephrase that it is the most popular character in marvel history it so playstation sony <clears throat> has a lockdown on 
Spider-Man game properties now. Fact. That, that was a deal that was made um, a, a while back. It, 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 it kind of has to do with not entirely tied to, but with the Marvel deal, even with the, the movies and everything. It, this was kind of a kickback that Sony got to have that wasn't a movie-related thing. And I like how Tyler's just so like, fuck this. And just like, oh, there he is. Wow. Wow. My internet is a little bit unstable. And so. You had a little lag. He went away and stayed away. And when I said that, he just popped back into the frame. And that's the way it's going to be on the show. Like, <laughs> um, no, oh, they got. Incredible. Yeah, they've got kind of a lockdown on that kind of stuff. And it's just. I mean, T.Y., you got a PS4. So? You gonna buy the, You were going to buy it on PS4, weren't you? No. You were going to buy it on the Xbox? Yeah, okay. because my PlayStation plays in 1080p, and I have a 4K TV. I vibe you. my okay. Xbox plays in 4K, and I like to look at things in 4K. No, I vibe. I, vibe. I understand why. If, if they came out yeah. with a thing that had an exclusive thing for Xbox as well, I think I would feel better about it. Who would you? Deadpool? That's not a bad pick. I, You know what I would do? I would just not put Spider-Man in the game. It's pretty easy. Well, because he's not essential to the plot, and he's not. Yeah. Uh, he's just a playable character, which they want to do. They want to add DLC characters, and I, and I think it would be okay if he's not, if he's a playable character for the multiplayer or something like, something like that, and, and if he's exclusive. Uh. And in, in, in answer to that, since they're kind of doing this thing where they have the big multiplayer, the big team-based stuff, if you're going to do that, and you're going to release a bunch of DLC, which has multiple characters, has Hawkeye's coming out as a playable character. So it's like, if you have him in the story, is that going to really do anything? Are they going to add lines? Like, how's that work? You know, the, this game is being geared up as kind of a co-op multiplayer deal, and that's how it's going to extend the life of the game as far as after the story and all the different missions. Fuck it. I mean, who says they have to like they, they, they don't have to all be Avengers, do they? They just have to be Marvel characters. You could throw in Wolverine mm-hmm. as an exclusive character for Microsoft. Yeah, I agree. I think too. I, I I think one of the the what they're trying to capitalize on with this game is something that you know Nintendo had an exclusive last year in Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three that mm-hmm. didn't do super well. Uh, I mean, it didn't do bad, but it didn't. I don't think it sold the way that they thought it was going to. With you know the original Ultimate Alliance one, Ultimate Alliance two, those were Microsoft exclusives, weren't they? No, no. Oh, see, I thought they were, but anyway, you know those games were fun, like like real fun. The and, Black Order is still really fun. I have it on Switch. It's awesome. Yeah, I just I just haven't had time to pick it up. Like most people, it's like. I'm not going to rush to the store to get it. You know? I kind of feel like there's a lot of time in between uh, the two and three uh, for there to be like, like the overall series hadn't had anything for a long time. And when it's been dormant, you know, you come out and, and it's like, yay, we got this. This is cool. Even though almost 60 million people have a switch now, um, you're not getting the same kind of audience or the same kind of tread as if you release the game on both the PlayStation and the Xbox and the Switch. Right. And now I understand that because Nintendo partnered up with a uh, with 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 a developer to do this, and, and it's and that's why it's exclusive. 
but but I feel like that's what they're trying to that's what they're eventually going to turn this game this Avengers game into mm-hmm. it's just going to be another Ultimate Alliance yeah. game because they're going to start adding not I mean I remember in the original one you could play as Blade mm-hmm. you know like I had Venom and Blade and Deadpool mm-hmm. and Wolverine that's who I was cooking with fucking nothing but nothing but ang- angry I got I got dad problems. Yeah. yeah, nobody on that team gets along, man. Nope. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I'm excited for it. You know, I I think it, I think having the Spider-Man exclusive is 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 shitty just because it's not necessary. Um if if like Brandon said, you know, give Microsoft an exclusive character, let it be 50-50 and then okay, then I'm cool with it. You know. Um but yeah, I'm I'm pumped for it. I think that I think the for a while I thought after what we saw gameplay or at least on the reveal uh last year, I thought it wasn't going to be like that good. You know, I thought it would was it, when I first saw it it made me feel very much like this is a made this is a video game, a movie video game kind of. You know what I mean? Mhm. Um but I, I'm going to buy it strictly because all the a- voice actors that are associated with the the or the main the main voice actors, they're all some of my favorite people in the industry. Yeah. So um, I'm going to buy the game to support them more than anything. I will buy it, but I'm not sure if it's going to be a day one. You know, I kind of yeah, yeah, I agree. I kind of did the same thing with Spider Man, and uh, I didn't pre-order it. I, I wasn't. Uh, I was like, I was hesitant. I knew I was going to play it eventually, so I wasn't necessarily in a hurry. But it wasn't until like all the reviews came out right about the week before where I started really thinking about it, about picking mm-hmm. a Spider-Man. And then like when a few people kind of got it early and they're like, this is awesome. It really changed my perspective and I went and got it. Could that happen with this? Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, but the beta with the beta coming out and you're getting a good glimpse of what the gameplay is mm-hmm. and where it's going... Uh, I don't know if that's going to be like the same kind of story for me because it, have you sat and watched it yet? Any, Mm -hmm. like any of the actual, like through the beta? Yeah. Uh, I don't dislike it, but I'm also, I'm not hungry for it. It's different for me because the Spider-Man game is like very much like a self-encapsulated Spider-Man story. And this has a, it seems like to have a very solid thread of a story. I didn't realize it was going to be as large of an RPG element as it is. And it looks like it's going to be a massive, massive, long, arduous game. Not to say it's going to be bad or hard to mm-hmm. play, but the levels are huge. The The environments are huge. The yeah. scope is huge. They're telling the story. You got to think you're in the story. And as you're playing the story, you're jumping between multiple characters. So you're getting perspectives throughout. So, um, I don't think this is going to be like a short game, you know, you put in your 40 hours or whatever and call yeah. it a week. This is going to be one of those sit down hundreds of hours. I've played through it multiple times. I have all these things unlocked because well, of X, you know. And then also all the multiplayer stuff. If you want to play multiplayer, it's like you have the you know the quick multiplayer stuff, but you also have the ones that take up to an hour or two to beat with other people. So it's like, and that stuff isn't necessarily coordinated with the overall main story campaign. It's just other stuff to do on the side with characters that you're building up. Yeah. I mean, my hope is that we get an awesome roster of, of heroes that we get to play as I will still forever champion. How the fuck is there not a VR Ant-Man game? (laughs) 
Dude, it would well, be they, so immersive, incredible. Well, they got that new game that's coming out where you're basically like Honey, I Shrunk to Kids, but it's like multiplayer Skyrim style. Where you, that game looks real cool. First person. That was so different. Hmm. Uh, that's a VR game? It's not a VR game, no. But, oh, sorry. But like, but weird. no, you're the way that they have it, it's all perspective, and you're like running around the, you know, like the grass, the backyard and shit. You know, it's like it was different. I was like, I can't remember the name of it right now, but uh, but I remember seeing that. It was different. Uh, I saw some people playing it on uh, on YouTube the other day. So, yeah, if you have pre-ordered the PlayStation 4 version of Avengers, you can play the beta right now. It'll be um, over. And- I, I think it's over this weekend. By the time this comes out, it'll be over. Xbox yeah. and PC is next weekend, and then I think after that it goes to open beta. Open beta to everybody, which is going to be really exciting because a lot of the people are. I'm pretty sure this is true, Brandon. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you have it as a beta, anything you collect, you keep. It carries over in game. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because they're going to do like the you know uh, data matching or whatever. But mm-hmm. I love it. And then of course, last night being on the journey of all these games and stuff, I I like watched an entire thing on the Unreal Five engine. And this demo from PlayStation Five that blew my mind with did, the Lumen technology. Oh, did you watch that? Uh, watch Dude. the uh, the was it Epic? Uh, Epic's uh, uh, like so. This, that's the first time they, that that you saw that them using where they could put film things from film uh, film properties or uh, things from like like that they uh, like effects that they use in actual films. Have you seen that? That yeah, I mean it's it's so modern, and they were talking about how they changed how they use a polygon, mm-hmm. and it went from a poly a pi- polyagonal shape to now a triangle, and it's billions of triangles that make up the environments, and that Lumen is its own engine within the engine that tells everything how to react to light, yeah, so that no matter what surface it is, it reacts accurately, and they actually used real like photos. They took heat sensitive photos to see how light is affected in the real world to shape it into the lumen thing. I mean, it was yeah. incredible. It blew my mind. I was like, this cave looks so fucking good. It looks real. Like <laughs> I am, I am, I'm confused, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. No, that, yeah, no, that, <coughs> that, that blew my mind to, of course, to know yep. what stuff is coming out in the next two, three years. that's going to be utilizing yep. that. Well, then my other thing, too, is like when you see the little demo reel and it's this lady walking in this crazy cave and there are all these like ancient samurai looking things and stuff and she's climbing and jumping. My first genuinely my first thought is they changed the character of this to not let us know that this is the look we're getting an advanced look at Uncharted is my guess. Like those are some Uncharted looking ass levels for a new Uncharted series that could be their daughter, you know, the story. Yeah, but it's not. But, but that was a Naughty Dog. That was epic. That was something that Epic made. Sure, but what I'm I'm more saying like visualize it. You know what I'm saying? No, no, like, no. that's what it's gonna look like. You know? Like, oh no! It, I mean, I'm not sure if, if if Naughty Dog does use Unreal, but but I do know that FF7 remake used Unreal Engine four, and that they're looking at transporting their stuff, you know, to five, which could make the FF7 remake part two look just even better which would they remaster the remake so you'd have final fantasy 7 remake remastered (laughs) (laughs) you almost have to right it's there man it's it's gonna happen and then of course they changed the xbox logo now not on the box as big optimized for xbox optimized for xbox one xxxl or whatever yeah 
Yeah, and and they're waiting. Xbox and Sony are both waiting to undercut the other one for their on like on the price. So we still don't know price. We still don't know uh, release date or pre-orders. What I assume is that we're going to know by the end of this month. If you're Sony, you just say fuck it. Our digital console's three ninety nine. Our physical console is four fifty. And that puts a lot of pressure on Xbox to deliver a little price in that range and uh, makes for an interesting time coming to the holiday season. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't I don't know if I really have anything else. Any other headlines, deadlines, anything real big or major to discuss, guys? Do you have anything else to add? Not here. <clears throat> OK, well, as you guys know, it is motherfucking shark week. Make sure to check that out. <laughs> I got gonna you go, there. I'm going to go shark it up as soon as we get done with this. I'm doing a shark dance now. Is this the shark dance? because I'm thinning. I don't know that. Yeah, whatever. Shark boy. I like it. Good reference. Um, anyways, folks, you've been listening to the Journey into Comics podcast. Make sure to get us on iTunes. Well, which is now Apple Music, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We've got us on Google Podcasts, Google Podcasts. now on iHeartRadio officially. Mother bitches. Spotify, tune in and many others. Yeah, you can just say Alexa, play Journey into Comics Network, and it will, in fact, do that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Also, if you're a listener, again, watch the show. You get it Sunday night. Tonight, mm-hmm. you're going to watch the show before tomorrow and you can just listen to the show and you can see our beautiful faces and amazing hats as we are the three-man hat society. Uh, I think that's going to do it. Is there anything else you guys want to add before we dive out officially? Mm-mm. Leave us a review on whatever pa- podcasting platform you prefer. It helps. He nails it every time. Absolutely, folks. Well, I think that's going to do it for Journey into Comics 308, Cosmic Shark Week, whatever the hell we're going to call it. I'm not really quite sure yet. We'll figure that out on the jump. I've been Nate. I've been T.Y. Hashtag Jugger Duck. I've been Brando. <laughs> and as always, folks, pop your caps back and fill your brains with that Jugger shit. Uh, I thought you were going to say that Jugger dick. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, hey, man, um, <laughs> we are going to be censored because you said jugger dick. Can you just imagine ju- the oh, jugger God. duck grabbing a dude and ripping him, him, him in half and how how his quack would sound? It would sound like the most monstrous quack. <laughs> quack. Okay, let's Why try it again. Why are you doing this? I don't know. Well, anyways, folks, once again, I've been Nate. Tyler. I've been Brando. <laughs> and as always, pop your caps back and fill your brains with Duggar shit. <laughs> <laughs> with Duggar shit. <laughs> From the Duggars. I quit. The family that has all those kids. <laughs> all those diapers. All that oh, Duggar shit. shit. Oh. <laughs> Later, guys. Oh.